Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Student Spotlight Series, hosted by the Durham College Esports Arena. Once again, I'm your host, Alex, and today I'm joined by a very special guest. Uh, please, everyone in chat, help me welcome Ryan. Hello. How are you doing? Hello, chat. I'm good. Oh, I thought you were asking me, but that's all good. Well, Hi, chat I, as well. I already, I, already, I already asked you, but we can ask you again live. How are you as well? <laughs> I'm, I'm good. Uh, how are you? I'm doing all right, you know? My class got canceled earlier today, um, so I was pretty nice. Um, not not that it's good to have classes canceled, uh, but because it gave me more time to, you know, to prepare for this. I also got my uh, my new bed today. I got a new bed today, so good, the good things overall. Yeah, hey, uh, new bed, that's that's pretty cool. Um, gotta love when you get some, some extra time to work on assignments or whatever Absolutely. it may be, um, from school. Yeah, yeah very so, focused on school. Yeah, for those of, uh, for our viewers who are joining us in the chat, if you could just maybe introduce yourself, just for those who are maybe unfamiliar with you. <clears throat> uh, yeah, hi, I'm Ryan DCB. Uh, I guess Ryan Burton here, but I go by Ryan DCB online. I am the, uh, I guess owner of Smash Rye Esports, which is a Smash-based esports organization, um, currently located in Durham. Uh, we host uh, tournaments at the Durham College Esports Arena. Um, or we we did. Uh, it's been a while, but, you know, that's how it goes right now. Um, and I also stream Pikmin 2 sometimes. For for those on my stream, you, you know what's happening right now. So Yeah, so right. for, those, uh, for those who may not know what's happening on screen, um, I know we kind of talked a bit about it a little bit, uh, behind the scenes, but if you could kind of just explain what you're playing today. Okay, so I will start now. We're on the we're on the start screen there. We're we're playing Pikmin 2: Colossal Caverns. This is a game that has kept me sane over the pandemic. Um, it's basically Pikmin 2 is a game where you want to get out of debt by going to a planet and collecting a bunch of treasure uh, for your greedy boss. Um, but this is a modified version of that, <clears throat> where everything is into the single, uh, the single cave sublevel. Um, so it's a nice little ROM hack that's uh, from my favorite game for sure that has kept me very occupied. So I will be playing this in the background since I'm I'm very good at it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how many hours would you say you put into this game? Okay. So every run. <clears throat> takes a little, uh, either a little above or a little under two hours, if you're good. Um, I have put, I have done like probably over 50 runs. Um, and then on top of that, you don't even get a run going all the time. So, you know, way too much time. <laughs> way too much time. I couldn't calculate it at this point. Um, but, you know, so it's all in good fun. Hey, you know, casual games. Uh, I know even for me, I've been kind of jumping around recently. Uh, a lot of Apex. I know we were talking again behind the scenes and definitely actually doing my first playthrough of uh, Pokemon Heart Gold and Soul Silver. So that's, I'm enjoying that. Uh, picked a Cyndaquil as my starter, which usually wouldn't have done before, but. Mm hmm. I mean, Cyndaquil is the best starter of, of the three, so mm. good choices all around. I don't, I don't know about that. Uh, 
I, I wouldn't say that. Totodile. Oh, I mean, don't tell anyone, but I'm definitely a Cyndaquil. Cyndaquil, man. I mean, you don't want to be like a giant alligator um, when you reach no. your your final evolution. Not quite. Not quite my thing. Oh, this is going horribly. <laughs> good lord. All right, we're it's good. A, it's the pressure of being live. We're good. <laughs> we're good. All right. Oh. All right. Don't worry about that. A little bit of death. A little bit of destruction. We're good. <laughs> oh, All right, God. go on. Yeah, as someone who's never uh, really played Pikmin all too much, I, all I know is that uh, there's all the different colors of Pikmin and they all kind of have different talents or abilities, so mm -hmm. it's a lot of like strategy, uh, if I'm correct, of, you know, using yeah. your resources or your Pikmin wisely it's, and hopefully surviving. It's Nintendo's way of uh, giving us like a real-time strategy game. It's, it's very Nintendo. Um, you know, User-friendly, simple, very simplified. It's all good. Yeah, um, oh, I'm excited. Excited to kind of see how it turns out and see if you, I guess you can escape or complete. Um, probably not within the, the hour, um, but we'll 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 be at a good spot. It will look good at the very yeah. least. <laughs> no, I'm excited. Uh, so for everyone tuning into the chat, uh, thank you again for joining us. Just in case this is your first time. Uh, once again, my name's Alex, I'm your host, and this is the Student Spotlight Series, uh, where Durham College highlights a student in our community um, that's basically doing awesome things, such as Ryan, uh, with Smash Rye, and just being a generally awesome person. So uh, feel free to drop a question in the chat if you want to ask Ryan anything. Um, but over the hour, we're just going to be kind of have seen, having some casual conversation as well as asking him a few questions, which I will get started for us. Um, so I guess before we get anything too deep, um, I just want to hear about how you first got into gaming. Uh, <clears throat> oh God, that was the one question I had to think back to. Um, that was a long time ago. When I was, when I was young, my cousin owned Nintendo 64. Um, what is this man doing? <laughs> Sorry, he owned, he owned a Nintendo 64 and I, I don't understand. I don't understand what this guy's doing. Yeah, I'm sorry. Young Man 64, and I would often go over there, and we would play uh, Donkey Kong 64. That is one of my fondest memories in life. Um, where I just go over there, kind of play the game, hang out with my family, uh, and you know, it's kind of how you create memories and create common interests between uh, between your family members. And we we've bonded over games ever since then. Um, he still plays games, I still play games, we hang out all the time still. Um, and then after that, I mean, my first console was a GameCube. Um, and one of the first games I ever completed was this very game I'm playing right now, Pikmin 2. So, it's kind of just gone up since then. Uh, that was abysmal, but it's fine. Would you consider yourself mainly like a console uh, player or a Nintendo player? Or... Yeah, for for the most part, it's definitely like a lot of Nintendo. Um, I don't really play PC anymore. There's a big period in my life where I did, but like, I don't think I do anymore. It's mostly Switch games, but even I don't play the Switch very often anymore. Um, just because there's, I mean, there's not much coming out right now either. Um, 
So I guess it makes One sense. snap, if you're into that, you know. Yeah. Well, also money, money's a bit of an issue right now. Uh, yes. It used to be so nice back in the day when my dad would just get me the games I wanted, but, you know, we, we grew up. It can't always be that easy. Oh, 100%. <laughs> Yeah, fun fact, uh, I think I actually ended up getting the GameCube towards the end of the generation. Uh, and I had like the special edition uh, GameCube that had like the Lugia in the middle because it was a tie-in with Pokemon XD, Gale of Darkness. Thing. Yeah, um, cool. I don't know if you ever played that game. I did. I never I, finished it. But I did it was, yeah, I, I probably put like a hundred hours into that game at least. Um, I was like addicted. Um, with it when I first got because I'm mainly like a I'm a console player but I'm mainly PlayStation. But mm. you know, play uh, especially Pokemon. Like growing up, that was really my first introduction to games on the Game Boy Color with Pokemon Yellow, and then uh, advancing to like the Game Boy Advance with mm -hmm. uh, Gold and Silver, the originals, and then I play. I think I played a little bit of Ruby and Sapphire, but. Um, yeah, Pokemon, even to this day, as you can see from my shirt, uh, still really invested in the franchise, and I know we kind of talked about the recent Pokemon Direct, um, kind of for Pokemon 25th anniversary, all all that news uh, recently, but yeah, I think gaming is, it's a, it's a good time to be a gamer, I think. Um, lots of extra time, or more time than I think we would usually have in oh, yeah, a lot of games sure. over the past year with the new consoles, so... Definitely. Yeah, because Xbox and PS5 both uh, just came out, so those are those are cool things. I haven't bought, uh, I, I, I didn't even buy a PS4, unfortunately. I I don't really buy that many consoles, but I mean, I I've bought a lot of Switches for my tournaments. <laughs> I I own like five Switches, I think. It's uh, that's fun. <laughs> yeah. Do you have, like, are they all kind of, like, the same uh, model, or do you kind of, like, spice up the color of the Joy-Cons, or <laughs> do you got some Nintendo Switch lights in there, or is that just, is that not there? No, no, well, for, for Switch Volt Lite, it doesn't connect to TV, so it would, uh, it wouldn't quite be as useful. Um, when, you know, you need, you need everyone to sit around a single setup uh, at a TV, so. No Switch lights. Um, in terms of new models, I mean, they have the... That one extra model, but they don't have. Or sorry, Nintendo made a a stronger Switch, um, but like they kind of did it low key, because um, they released it, and like it just kind of exists. It's like the same as the Switch; you buy at the same price and everything. So I guess I have a few of those. Technically, um, they're just the newer models that came out a while back. But aside from that, no, just all normal Switches. <laughs> yeah, with this. Uh... Supposed Switch Pro that has all the rumors going, you never know. Could get some potential 4K gaming on the Switch, so. Ugh, I doubt it, but I'd like to hope. <laughs> I really would. Um, I don't have much faith in Nintendo. <laughs> For a lot of things, but you know what? Still buy the products, so they clearly got me something, something up with me. They're doing something right. They're doing something yes, right. I don't there. know what it is, but it's something. <laughs> These lovable Pikmin. They are actually... And the main character, his name is Olimar, right? Yes. Uh, Am I pronoun- I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but- Yeah, it is indeed Olimar. So he's an Captain astronaut? Is that- Yeah, like I guess so. Or... He's, he's- Yeah, he's a little space guy. Um, 
show you him here. Oh, that's not good. The guy's gonna crush me. This is Olimar. Um, you know, nice simple design. In Japan, his name is basically, I think it's Orima, which is just Mario, spelt differently. <laughs> so, yeah. very creative with these designs, um, I guess. Oh, that's cool. Really looking forward to some more gameplay. Um, so I guess the next question, again, if you are in chat, um, feel free to drop a question. Uh, I'll go back to that. I'll just do a question first. So I know you're big, obviously, into Smash. Uh, so maybe if you could just let everyone know maybe a little bit about what uh, Smash Riot Esports is and kind of how you got um, involved or got started with that whole project. So back in uh, was it 2016 or 15, I um, one of the two. I I lived in a small town, so I wasn't really able to go to events. Um, but like, I kind of liked the competitive aspect of Smash. I thought, you know, kind of cool the idea of competing and whatnot. Um, hold on, this is a big moment. Oh, I messed it up. <laughs> well. That's unfortunate. So yeah, I was I was big into competitive Smash, just like kind of watching it from a distance. I really I really wasn't able to do much, because um, I mean, from where I used to live to Toronto, it's over a three-hour drive, and like the whole scene was Toronto. Uh, that like the closest scene was Toronto. So I didn't really have much options to actually compete offline. So we hosted online events and. Um, I mean, they were small at first, as you can expect any event to be. Like, if, when you're first starting off, you don't really have an audience. You don't have uh, a player base or anything. You just are kind of there. Um, but we grew, and I mean, I had a job back then, so I kind of just used my own currency, and I was offering free-to-enter events where there was cash prize um, with, like, obviously free-to-enter, so you don't have to pay anything. There's no risks. And, I mean, it took a few months, but it eventually caught on, and we eventually got some prominent players um, enjoying it. And um, eventually, when I moved to Oshawa for school, I opted, because I knew a few of the people down here, and by then I had gone to a few events because I was a bit older. Um, I opted to host events um, in the student, <laughs> like, the student residence. There was a small room I'd rent out. Uh, it was free! That was a nice thing. Free room to rent out. Can't complain there. Um, so I, I'd rent that room out and we'd host small weekly events and like, I mean, when I say small, I mean like seven people would show up. Yeah. Uh, and, and eventually grew larger and larger and then the esports arena opened up. This was before the esports arena even. Um, but then that opened up and we hosted a like, right when it opened up, I went right to Sarah and I'm like, hey, can I host events here? And she's like, sure. And then we we did that, and it was wonderful. <laughs> it's great. Uh, the first few events, I mean, again, like, we were just growing um, slowly. But, I mean, the first event, I think, had less than 30 people. Um, and then right before the pandemic ended, or started, sorry, I wish. Before it started, um, we were averaging over like 75 to 100 people per event um, wow. so we were we were definitely like the second largest organization in ontario for smash the first obviously being even matchup gaming great guys um and it was really great because i mean didn't quite expect that much growth but it was really great for us and 
Very proud of the how it grew so quick and uh just goes to show you just keep working at it. Keep you know, never give up with that sort of thing. For sure. Because you never know what's gonna happen. No hundred percent. I know um my time, obviously when we were on campus, being at the arena, um and kind of involved from like the club aspect and some other aspects as well, just kind of seeing you guys um come in every every week uh for like your weekly stuff and yes really seeing like how much of a community um that you were kind of mentioning that you were able to build and you know everyone was like generally like excited to play even if they yeah. um got knocked out first round like they would still stick around and kind of cheer on their friends or even um kind of just see if anyone wants to play casually so it was really cool to kind of get to know some of the some of the players who would come in every week and kind of get to see um, you guys do do your work. It's really really cool. Um, so yeah. You did I, have I, a... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I forgot about the weekly events that we we used to host. It was very great because um, we had just lost like another venue. We had a huge issue for weekly events, but like that's the best way to kind of grow a community. Just having weekly events like that. Um, and we just lost a venue, but Sarah offered to give us the lounge um, every weekend, which was just fantastic. I couldn't have asked for anything more. Um, so our, our community was in very high spirits um, for a very long time after that. Yeah, no, the <laughs> eSports Arena has been a great, great resource, um, I think, for a lot of people. And it's really mm -hmm. cool to see that a college um, is making that investment, right? Like, they yeah, oh, not only 100%. with the arena, also the program, uh, the academic program, and even varsity, right? So yeah. it's very very cool to see so we do have a question in chat um from zest 2020 what is the best way to make yourself stand out in the industry um it's a wonderful question we i think what we started doing was we offered like massive ridiculous incentives for people who were able to come out to the events um and i think that's something that a lot of uh players and competitors kind of notice that like hey it's i mean it's cheap to go to this event they got a nice arena like that's a nice thing as well we, we had a very nice venue while we were growing with the esports arena people were uh, always satisfied to go there um but the incentives we offered stuff like if someone's driving to the event we'd give them we'd give them money <laughs> we wouldn't charge them for the venue we would give them money uh because everyone else that they're driving is paying venue so I mean, we still make a, a fair bit of profit off that, but um, it's like, if you're coming all the way from Toronto with five other people, I'm going to reward you. <laughs> it was one of the things that I pushed for a lot near the end, um, and I, it worked really well. A lot of, um, a lot of carpool drivers uh, would constantly come out, and it was wonderful. Uh, people from Montreal, even near the end, we were having people from Montreal come to our events. Obviously, it's hard to stand out. You have to. It takes a long time to grow. I mean, focus on your own community first. Give them incentives. Give them what they ask for, um, and you will eventually grow. It just takes some time. Like again, our first few monthlies, we we didn't have many players at all, um, and there was a very large like the first monthly. I think we lost over three hundred dollars on it. Um, for a lot of players, it might be hard to kind of. You know, it might be hard to continue, you know, wanting to host events after that. 
um, after such a, a massive loss, but I mean, if you just stick at it for a while, you'll eventually find your common ground and make things work. No, that's awesome. Um, and I guess the next follow-up kind of question to um, Zesta's question in chat, uh, what are some of your favorite memories related to Smash Rye? So anything that kind of, you know, when people ask you, you know, what, what were like some of your favorite moments or some of your biggest moments? Um, just kind of anything that may have stood out, whether it be event or even gameplay or anything kind of like that. Um, there's so many. I think, well, the entire Amuka Smash Cup event that we hosted was huge. Because um, we're very grassroots still, even though, I mean, we get all these entrants. It's still a super grassroots event. So when we hosted Amuka, uh, Amuka approached us for a $3,000 event back in November 2019. We hosted that, and I mean, we we had enough players to make it eligible for worldwide rankings, which was incredible. Because I mean, Canada doesn't really get those um, like ranked events because we never have enough players come out. But I remember pushing ridiculously hard for that, and that's something that I'm kind of uh, you know a little bit of an inside joke within our community that Ryan's the guy that you know, promotes like crazy for his events by going on Twitter and like DMing people personally just constantly like, hey, come to my event. Hey, I'll offer you to do this to come to my event. Do this to come to my event. So like, a lot of people know me for that guy who is shilling the heck out of his events. Um, and it's because it, it works. I got a lot of people <laughs> from that sort of stuff. Even if it's kind of jokingly, uh, it, it does work. So, or at least it has for us. And uh, for your events, like, are there any, like, big names that ever ended up coming out to any of your events, or...? Uh, Riddles is, like, the obvious thought. Um, Riddles is currently number 40... 48 or 46, or 40-something in the world. Um, so he's, like, an Ontario, um, player that's, you know, he's from Toronto. Um, he's currently sponsored by EMG. So he's pretty well known in this area. He comes out to a lot of our events. On top of that, we have Black Twins, JW, um, Tamim for, for, he used to be like number six in the world for Smash 4. So like, those were all pretty well known players. Uh, and when we hosted Amuka, we had a few of the well known Montreal players. Um, but I, I can't think of any of them off the top of my head. Uh, Smock, Venom. F-sharp, the three that come to mind. Well, that's amazing. Um, again, just kind of hearing from where you kind of started, again, rent that room on residence to um, pretend overall uh, working alongside the arena and having them kind of support you. And then mm -hmm. even taking the time to, you know, uh, offer incentive to people who are carpooling, actually giving them money to come to your event. And uh, you can really tell, and like I said before, um, just seeing at the weeklies and I think I was around for one of your monthlies as well, um, so your larger tournaments, and just kind of seeing the room and how it didn't feel like there, like obviously it was a competition, but it just kind of felt like it was a bunch of friends hanging out together. Like you could tell, everyone is very supportive, and yeah. you know, like I'm sure you kind of you do get that competitive side of people, obviously, because that's why they're there. But you could really tell. Um, everyone just wants to be there to kind of have fun and bond with other people who, who love the game, right? Oh, absolutely. Um, 
It's one of the very, very nice things about our community. It's just everyone kind of knows each other, and we're all very close. Like, nobody holds any grudges, and nobody really hates each other. Um, and we're just kind of happy to see each other every every week back then. Uh, it was definitely something to look forward to. Um, so, looking forward to that opening up again once it does, for sure. Oh, 100%. I can only imagine um, the response you're going to kind of we're going to kind of hear from that. Um, yes. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, again, uh, for those of you in chat, if you do have a question for Ryan, please drop it in the chat. I will make sure I get that to him. Um, I know Steve Accountant is asking um, kind of about how it works maybe behind the scenes. So, um, maybe about a little bit about your team that kind of you work alongside. or I hate him. I hate my entire team, Steve. <laughs> Steve works for me. Uh... <laughs> He's, he's one of the Smash Ride team members, so it's, it's really fun working with everyone. Um, it, it's been so long, but we had a really good system going uh, going near the end of it. When we rebranded in January, we used to be Smash Ride, um, was it Smash Ride Dojo, but then we switched it to Smash Ride Esports just to be a little bit more open-ended, so we had more options in the future for that sort of thing. Um, and I used to kind of overextend myself with, with a lot of the work. I kind of would force myself to do like a ton of stuff just constantly. Um, but nearing the end of it, I definitely gave more responsibility to my other teammates. Um, and I mean, I'm very grateful for, for all the help that they have provided, um, back when we were hosting events. I think it's important to, to communicate constantly with everyone that you're working with. Um, and kind of have those expectations of what they can do uh, to help you make an event run smoothly, for sure. A hundred percent. So is a lot of the team uh, fellow students, or...? Um, fellow Smash players more so. I mean, Kachurin, who is like one of the main Smash Ride guys, um, he was a fellow student, and he actually, when he started playing Smash, um, he started because of me, basically, competitively. Um, like, he, he met everyone through me. Because um, he wasn't really a Smash player before. Because we went to school together. Uh, he's unfortunately dropped out due to, you know, to keep himself sane. But, um, so he was a fellow student. Um, not anymore. Now, now he's my roommate. So, <laughs> a little bit more fellow, I suppose. But yeah, for the most part, it's just other people in the Smash community. The people that like that I met in Durham that I'm like I feel like I can trust you with, uh, with this wonderful brand that we've created uh, are essentially those who are a part of us now. Awesome that you're you just kind of recognize people within the community, right, and kind of give them those not only the resources and kind of just the opportunity, right, to kind of um, get more involved and mm -hmm. bring bring their skills and strengths to the table as well. Yeah, I, the weeklies helped out with that a lot as well, because we were able to test a few new things with the weeklies um, and able to test a few more people at the weeklies. I remember before we moved to to the student lounge that we're currently in, right outside the eSports arena, um, we were testing a few people who were interested in being tournament organizers um, because we were losing a few other tournament organizers in the area um, eventually. Um, so. That's been nice. Yeah. Sure. 
so we are getting a few questions in chat. Um, I'll start with this question first. Um, what is your favorite Smash game? Ultimate. Well, mm, favorite Smash game technically isn't really a Smash game, actually. It's a mod of Brawl. It's called Brawl Minus. It's like just amplifies everyone to be ridiculously strong. But we're talking officially Smash games, and I, I do like Ultimate the most. I mean, it has a massive character cast, massive stage cast, even outside of the competitive aspects, which I do enjoy. Um, it it has a ton of content, which I really appreciate. Tons of representation. Um, and I mean, it has some of my favorite characters of all time in it. So you can't go wrong with it. For yeah. sure. 100%. Um, so someone's asking... Um, one of their friends is really interested in esports management after his engineering career. Um, kind of didn't work out. Do you have any advice for them, uh, for someone who may be transitioning from a different field and looking to enter esports? Uh, well, I don't have any, like, professional training in it. Um, all of my stuff was kind of done from, like, self-learning and whatnot. I would personally suggest kind of finding um people within the community who would be able to help better uh get into that field uh, on top of that there are now programs at schools for esports management um right that's the thing yep, there's one that, during that, college i believe and, you're taking and confirm that that is a thing <laughs> so, um uh, yeah that's definitely something i can i can recommend if if i weren't doing what i'm currently doing i would probably uh, have switched into that um because, I mean, that's a really cool thing that there are now professionals helping other uh, aspiring esports managers kind of get to the top. Um, so, I, I mean, I can recommend that for sure. Uh, yeah. Aside from that, I mean, never feel discouraged. It, it's really important that you kind of uh, just, like, never give up on, on what you're working on. Um, keep working hard at it. Find new ways to promote and new ways to market your your events if you're hosting events um and find people to collaborate with for sure uh, collaboration is so key with these sorts of things like it's ridiculous how how important that sort of stuff can be um people just kind of take it for granted so collaborate collaborate yeah. with fellow people fellow friends fellow students collaborate with me i'll collaborate don't think i won't can can confirm uh he ryan is a good collaborator i've reached out Charlie to him for, for some uh for some projects aside from this of course um and yeah i'm really looking forward to kind of getting, getting some insight from him and going from there but yeah i think it's really really good advice you gave because this community um especially like you mentioned i i am a student in the esport business management program uh at durham college and just Every prof tells us, you know, um, in this community and even with my personal experience, everyone wants to help each other. Um, I, I would say for 99.9% .9 of the time, uh, everyone just wants to help each other and kind of see everyone grow, right? Because yeah, at the end of the day, we're all gamers and uh, I think it's really that passion, no matter where your interests lie within the industry, people want to help you however they can. So I think really just kind of reaching out and uh seeing like you you miss 100 percent of the shots you don't take right so yeah definitely for sure. kind of reaching out taking that first step 
Um, so I know I asked you what your favorite game was. So who's your favorite Smash character? Um, that's a tough one. That's a tough one, because currently, I mean, it's not even... It's hard, okay? It's difficult. Ask, Chad is asking <laughs> if it's Piranha Plant. That's the thing. Is it? I don't know anymore. It's between Piranha Plant and Bayonetta. Um, Piranha Plant is like... Oh, I forgot there was a bird here. Piranha Plant's like the main character that everyone knows me for. Because, um, I mean, I'm the plant guy of Ontario, essentially, at this point. And I mean, that's cool. But, like, Bayo also has her... her you know, she has her tricks, she has her combos. Bayonetta was the, the whole reason I got the competitive smash in the first place. So I don't know. Um, I like them both. I like them both a lot. Um, probably at the moment still leaning towards Piranha Plant though, just because he's so goofy. Uh, it, it suits me. It suits me really well. I still remember when they announced him as just kind of like, hey, this, here's this character that like, no one knows if anyone's going to take this seriously, but... Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. Okay, so my first actual competitive Smash game was... Uh, it was another fan game. I'm, I'm all about the fan-made creations. I, I love it. Um, it was called Super Smash Bros. Crusade or something. Um, and one of the characters was Petey Piranha. Um, and that was, like, the first ever character that I took seriously in, like, a competitive game. Um, so fast forward like three or four years later, and oh, Piranha Plants now is Smash Bros. character. Like, huh. It, it's weird how that kind of worked out for me. Uh, so, Soulmate all along. <laughs> I remember PD uh, from, I think it was like the baseball. Was it Super Mario? I don't remember what that series was called, but like the Mario Baseball. Uh, where he would just use like, I guess it would technically be his hand. Yeah, his, I, don't his, his, I don't know what you want to call it. I don't know his. I don't. I don't know like anatomy. What you, what his anatomy, but I guess you would call it his hand or his arm. Um, yeah, his and he was kind of like the power hitter, but yeah, yeah, I, yeah, he he was pretty cool. Um, so someone wants to know. It's more direct as me, but I'm going to ask you first, um, and I can answer as well. What is your favorite Pokemon? Sharpedo. <laughs> I think Sharpedo's cute as heck. It's just a shark torpedo. I love it. Like, you can't get a better design than that. Come on. It's so perfect. There's there's some interesting designs in all of Pokemon. Um, also, Sharpedo needs love. So. Yeah. I think... <laughs> ooh. I think mine would be... Uh, that's tough. I think design-wise, um, Houndoom is I like he's just really cool um even like the anime the few times he's kind of been they like houndoom's kind of been featured it's like really sleek design simple but like different enough um and you know he, he kind of looks like, like a dog who, yeah exactly who doesn't like dogs um i have a dog so i think you know for him uh and then someone asked is asking what our favorite pokemon starter is and this person I'm guessing knows that you're going to say Cyndaquil. So why is it Cyndaquil? It's not Cyndaquil. I <laughs> I do I do like Cyndaquil, but it's not Cyndaquil. Um, who is my favorite starter? Um, I've recently had a, a big appreciation for Bulbasaur um, and Venusaur. I play in Pokemon draft leagues. They're little competitive formats as well, where like two team 
or like a bunch of players draft uh, like a bunch of Pokemon based on their um, like on how good they are in the game. So it's been pretty cool. I use Venusaur in mine, and I love him a lot. Uh, so I think at the moment, I think it's Bulbasaur. I'm not a Gen Oneer, I swear. Just so everyone's aware, not not the case for me. But I do love my Venusaur. Yeah, I'm definitely a Gen. I would say a Gen One kid um, at heart, and then Gen Two is like also has a special place. Um, and then kind of after that's it's in and out because that's kind of when I started aging out um, of yeah. like being more like super hardcore Pokemon. But mm. ooh, I think out of those two gens, I think Gen One. See, I really like Squirtle. Um, oh, yeah. Charmander is like obviously a lot of people's default choice because it's like, dude, he's a dragon. But I think the anime gave me a special appreciation for Squirtle. You know, Squirtle Squad. Oh, uh, of course. Just like, um... yeah, where Char Charmander, like, he was still kind of cool because, you know, first he was, like, all cute, and then his evolutions, he's like, ah, I'm not I'm not listening to Ash, I'm my own Pokemon. And then eventually they became friends, and, you know, story, story of time. Um, but I think for Gen, Gen 2, definitely Total Dial. Um, Cyndaquil is also cool. I, I don't know what you would call him, if he is a dog, or... It's an animator, isn't it? <laughs> uh maybe maybe the first evolution but then after that he he kind of i don't know what he becomes i don't know what typhlosion um, is but yeah <laughs> like it's uh, cute or at least it used to be but then they extinguished it in, in the 3d games yeah. it took out its fire and it's like oh suddenly less <laughs> cute yeah and then chikorita was kind of just always there unfortunately but yeah you know there yeah, i know yeah. i know some hardcore chikorita Team yes, you guys, defend, so. you guys are trying your best to convince everyone. It's not working yeah. very well, but you know what? Keep trying. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> um, so again, if you do have uh, questions, please drop them in the chat, uh, just so I can make sure I pop them in before we run out of time with Ryan. Um, next question. Ooh, this one's really interesting, and I'm excited to hear your answer. If you can add any character into Smash, who would it be and why? It'd be a it'd be a character that nobody knows um, from a Kirby game that was on the 3DS. Her name is Queen Sectonia. I'll quickly bring up a picture of her um, because I don't know, just something about her design and her boss fight and her music. I've just loved it for so long. So like, it's this character right here. Um, She's just like this bee. She dual wields swords, which turn to staves. Like, you could take everything from a boss fight and make it in the game. But again, that's me being 100% biased. Yeah. If I wanted to be not biased, it'd be Master Chief, because I think that's like just the next best choice for a Smash character at this point. Um, you know, there's not really an FPS character aside from, I guess, Snake, but I think that's, that's not even FPS. Um, and like at this point, anything's possible. I just I want to kind of please those hard, weird hardcore gamers who might want to play Smash. And I think that it's it's another like scenario with Steve where it reaches a a completely different audience than what Smash would uh, reach otherwise. Yeah. So and I think that's probably my choice. If I'm not being biased to my own <laughs> personal desires, which I am. Um, so <laughs> yeah, Queen Sectonia, the weird bee. Uh, and then after that, Master Chief, because I think he'd be neat. I do like Halo. Halo 3, 
very good game. <laughs> if you haven't played it, go play it. I think it's available on Steam or something. It is. Uh, Master Chief Collection. Or I believe you would buy it standalone as well, but yeah. it just makes sense to kind of yeah. get in the collection, I think. Um, Might as well. Yeah. Right. Do you? Okay, so I have a, kind of a side question. Do you think Waluigi will ever actually officially make it into Smash? No. That's, that's my number two choice, though. I... For all the Mario sports games and whatnot, I always pick Waluigi. Um, and and there, there are many reasons for that. Um, but I don't think that he stands a chance anymore. Um, unless, like, for some reason they do, like, a late bonus DLC character. But I don't think they would slip it into Fighter's Pass. I think that would just upset fans. Um, not fans of Waluigi, of course. They'd be popping off. I'd, I'd, I'd scream at the top of my lungs. Um, but it, it would upset fans of, of those who bought the Fighters Pass, and I just don't think it's worth it. I also Japan, they really don't like Waluigi. Like, they think he's ugly, and you know what? It's not very nice to say, but they're not entirely wrong. Um, but that's 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 what I've heard. I've heard they really don't like Waluigi over there, um, and and that might be a little bit of Sakurai's the developer's bias, but you know what? He made a wonderful game, I can't complain at this point. So... I say no, but I'd like him. I'd love God, I would love... <laughs> I'd love him so much. I, I uh, feel like if they ever put him in the game, he would just be the most, like... I don't know, I feel like they would do something really, like, unique with him, would just make him, like, totally outrageous, and his moves, like, just totally over the top. Um... <laughs> I, I can just see it because if they're going to win at that point, I feel like Might they should well. just like fully, like just fully embrace it. Um, just because I know the they game. kind of do that. Yeah. They kind of just do that with Wario too, right? Where his ult is where he kind of becomes like, he becomes super Wario still or did they change a that? Wario man. But I, yeah. it's, it's now like a, a flurry of attacks. It's no longer transformation. So it's it's like all other final smashes now, where it just kinda of does damage. Still well, he that. used to be cool. He he, he, he still is. Uh. Wario's cool. I don't I don't want to hear this Wario slayer. <laughs> <laughs> they actually just nerfed him. There was a patch uh with the new characters. They nerfed Wario. And um He's not really good anymore. He used to be like a really like like a top twenty character and he's not anymore. It's very sad. Yeah. Um, so I'll try again in a few questions. Again, if you are in chat, feel free to drop your questions in just so we can make sure I get them to Ryan in time. Uh, this is a good one. Um, so what are your career goals? Oh, yes. Um, well, I... <laughs> it's kind of complicated. I'd like to host... Um, I think my two, my two main goals right now are that I want to host like a huge smash event like a a tier s tier size event so like a lot of people i don't know exactly how many a or s tier is but it's a lot of people um i want to host a, like a mass event like that and on top of that like just longer down the road goal would be i want to have my own esports arena um i know it's a little bit you know oh, hello. a little bit of a of a big goal there but i mean it's it's kind of the end game for me, um, to, to have something like that. A little venue to call my own. 
Um, so that's that's a career goal, I guess. That's what people put on their resumes for career goals. <laughs> right. No, oh, that's awesome. Um, I didn't know we obviously we've talked and I think I think that is not super far outreach. I know again when we kinda of think about the future it's a it's a scary thing for some of us and Yes. Sometimes sure. we kind of think, Oh, we're not able to, to do this but I'm I'm sure uh, you thought that when you're kind of when Smasher I kind of got started, right? And kind of seen where it where it's grown to now. I'm I'm sure there are moments where like, wow, I, I would never imagine like it even being at this level, right? So Mm-hmm. It definitely um Definitely caught us a bit off guard, though, the more it grew. Um, but yeah, it, I mean, it's way down the road for, for an esports game, but it's something I'd like to do someday, just because, I mean, I, I probably won't be in Durham for the rest of my life. And I mean, even after I, we're planning to move to Toronto at some point, but after that happens, I'll still probably be hosting here in Durham, if Sarah lets me. <laughs> That's on her. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, it'd be nice, for sure. Uh, and have my own sort of thing to call home and work towards and care for like a child oh that's awesome that's definitely awesome um, so I guess we'll fill in a few more questions uh, while we have time so yeah I know we've talked a little bit about the esports arena um, so when you kind of heard that it was being built or even like the first time you went into it like what were your initial thoughts because I know what mine were, but um, if you want, like, some time to think, I can go first, or... You know what? Yeah, go for it. Uh, yep. I'd love to hear yours, because I, yeah. I know mine as well. But... Yeah. Um, I think for me, when I heard about it, because throughout my kind of time at DC, I've I've jumped around a few different programs, and um, I've, I've worked between programs, so I've taken some time out, off, and I've returned to school. Um, so I remember when it was EP Taylor's, formerly, which was a pub slash kind of restaurant venue. And then, yeah, just uh, before I was graduating, when I was entering second year in my, uh, when I was in the recreation program at Durham, they're like, oh yeah, they're actually building like an esports arena. So, you know, like obviously you walk by it and you see all like the kind of the windows like covered up because they're doing all this stuff inside. And then I just remember walking in the first time and I'm like, this like to me i'm like wow like this is it, i think it's, like it's, it's kind it's of it made deal. me happy yeah it's it is yeah. a big deal and i think um you know even at that time obviously like gaming is like has been a lifelong kind of ho hobby as mine and a passion um but then kind of once i was able to kind of even get involved but initially i'm like wow this is like this is going to be something big um mm. and i could tell because the college you know it's it's not that they didn't just make a computer room um with like five computers and say hey this is our esports arena right like it's, yeah. it's fully fledged um and it has so many uses and just again the support uh i personally got in from the arena uh with academics or even uh, getting involved on campus with the club or even kind of walking and seeing events like Smash Rye, right? Mm -hmm. And going there, having somewhere to kind of go in between classes um, and just hang out, you know? You, you don't, like, if there's a few people around, like, jump in a game or two maybe. But even just kind of, uh, it really was that hub 
I think for a lot of a lot of students and uh, I got to really get to know the community which is something I was very very fortunate enough and get to know a lot of the regulars at the arena and just you know meet some cool people so yeah overall I know for me but the first moment I'm like I knew it was going to be something big but um, kind of moving forward from that it's, I think it's only going to get bigger over the next next few years yeah for sure it, it was like I think when I first saw it, like, obviously as someone who wanted to host events in the area already, I saw it as a huge opportunity for, for the Smash scene uh, of Durham to kind of grow more than it had already become. Uh, and it, 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 it did end up being that opportunity. Because, um, I mean, Durham never really had a, a venue of sorts to, to really host anything in before. Um, at a reasonable price, especially. And there were a few other venues that I considered hosting at. Um, but I saw it and I'm like, that's going to be really cool. Great way to spend a little downtime if given. Um, great place to kind of meet a few more people. Uh, and a great place to potentially host events. Um, so I was incredibly grateful because it opened up a little after the first semester of our, um, of my school year. So I was able to focus on school for a good bit, get a feel for what, um, what I'll be doing. Um, and then kind of go from there with, uh, with the esports stuff. It's a good time. Yeah, 100%. Okay, I'll get one or two more questions in. Um, again, if you have a question, please drop it in the chat just so I can make sure we have enough time. So I guess from, uh, I'll ask you kind of a student question before my next question, but um, I guess since you know, we've kind of transitioned to the online learning model. Um, how have you kind of balanced playing video games and, and school? I think that's that would be a really interesting conversation, kind of gain, gain inside your student perspective brain for a minute. Um, oh, it's, it's, it's difficult. It really is. Um, but, I mean, obviously focus on school first. If you have assignments due do them if you have downtime and you don't feel like playing a game then use that downtime wisely um i've been doing a fine job with uh school and um playing games uh i mean it's, it's not that bad just could be worse <laughs> it's harder in the pandemic because i mean online environment uh a little bit harder to communicate with your professors and whatnot, but I mean, not that bad. It was much better before online learning for, for me at least, because I mean, you, you'd go to class, you'd know exactly what you're doing. You'd be able to focus the whole time. There's no distractions, but now, I mean, I get distracted easily. Um, I still try and put all my focus into school and put it above, above games as much as I do love my gaming. Um, definitely have my priorities set as should you friends <laughs> that's good insight you know but school school first fun fun later yeah kind of thing and just finding that balance i think is really important all right mm, so i am sure. going to ask you one more question uh just because i know our time unfortunately is coming to an end um so what advice would you have for other students who are interested in either kind of getting more involved uh within like 
gaming or their local gaming scene, whether it be Smash Rye or any like personal interest, or even possibly creating um, something like similar to Smash Rye, like that they're passionate about. When it comes to getting involved, I mean, just go out to your events if you know that they exist. If you don't know they exist, I mean, there's uh, there's a ton of places that you can find um, whether or not there are events going on, such as Facebook. I mean, we promote on Facebook all the time, but there's also Twitter nearby. You can probably search like your region's name and then also Twitter. Uh, if you live in a smaller town, uh, good luck. <laughs> it's it's not going to be particularly easy for you to get started into anything. If you're in a smaller town, uh, just ideally wait till you're in college or university for that sort of thing. Um, but if you can make the trip and you have a car or something, I mean, go for it. Your community would be glad to have you. Um, Anytime I see a new face, it just it brightens up my day for sure. Um, knowing that, that that's another person that I'm going to get to hang out with and play games with for a long time to come. Um, on top of that, if you're trying to make a community, it's very difficult to, to grow from the from the ground up. Uh, as someone who experienced it firsthand, it wasn't as bad for me because obviously I was already quite close to some of the community members. Um, but I mean. Promote your event, get your friends to promote your event, share the event as much as you can with anyone who can possibly uh, help it get off the ground. Um, if, like, you can put posters up, you go, again, Facebook's a great place to promote stuff. I know it sounds hilarious, Facebook is a promotion tool, but I mean, there's a lot of people who have Facebook. Uh, most people in the world do have Facebook, so... Um, Facebook and Twitter, and Facebook's much much more local. That's the nice thing about Facebook. It's like very down to earth. Um, yeah, look look around online for local communities and whatnot. Um, I, I think that's about it. And never give up. That's 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 a very difficult thing to to get into people's minds because yeah, I nearly gave up uh, with Smash Right. We were oh, I got a follow. I think. Thank you. <laughs> I um, I almost gave up because I mean we were losing a lot of money, and it's like, I I'm a student. <laughs> I kind of need this money. Um, I mean, it was still worth it to try because I, you, you gotta believe in yourself. You gotta know what you're capable of, and I was positive that I could uh, I could make something bigger than it was, and I, I knew that. And starting online might also be a good place to start. I mean, Smash Rise started online and kind of grew from there, got itself a little bit of a household name in Ontario from that alone. So people were already somewhat comfortable with the brand before we went on offline. So I guess that's something else I can suggest. Uh, no shame in starting online. It's definitely a good place to, to start an adventure for sure. Yeah, that's definitely great. Great insight and great advice. Thank you again so much, Ryan. Of course. Um, so with that, I did want to thank you, uh, Ryan, again, for taking the time to join me and kind of give some insight and just kind of chat. Um, for our viewers who are tuning in or even watching our the VOD uh, later on, if they want to kind of find out more about Smash Rye or even potentially reach out to you, uh, how can they find you? Uh, I'm on Twitter all the time, too often maybe, uh, at twitter.com slash RyanDCB. Uh, and on top of that, I stream quite often on my Twitch, twitch.tv slash RyanDCP. All my socials are RyanDCP. No one else uses the name. It's just me. Awesome. And does uh, Smash Rye have any handles? or? 
yeah, um, I think on Twitter it's SMRI, so S-M-R-A-I underscore esports on Twitter. And for Twitch, let me check. Actually, no. Twitch.tv slash esports. Yes, it is. Uh, so twitch.tv slash esports. We haven't been hosting events in a long time, but once we are back to hosting um, Smash events at the esports arena, they will all be on that Twitch. Uh, for sure. Awesome. And again, I know I could speak for myself, um, as well as probably many people in the chat. We're very excited uh, for when Smash Rise able to kind of meet again in person um, and get oh, just yeah. that community again together again and just having fun and playing games. Um, mm -hmm. So with that, we are going to be signing off. So for everyone who joined us uh, in the Twitch chat, thank you again for taking the time. Um, please join us again next Thursday. So Thursday, March 18th, uh, right here, twitch.tv slash Durham College Esports at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, where we have a very special episode. Um, we will actually be joined by a few different guests, um, and we will be talking about the upcoming, uh, just announced a few days ago, I think, um, capstone project for the uh, Durham College Esport Business Management Program, uh, which is actually a collegiate uh, Smash Melee event. So I'm kind of tying in with Ryan. So again, Ryan, Thank you so much for taking the time. Viewers, thank you so much for tuning in and joining us for this nice conversation. Um, we will see you next week. Until then, stay safe and game on. <laughs>